This is the More Than Fitness Podcast with Matt McLeod. And we're live. Okay, guys. Last episode of the More Than Fitness Podcast in all of 2019. I want to make it a special one. Uh, 2019 was a very special year for me, and I think 2020 is going to be even more so. I'm currently, once again, doing a solo episode in my parents' basement. So if there are any uh, subsidiary noises or thumps or crashes or anything like that, I will blame my parents or my sister or the dogs of the household. But uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful day here in Nashville, Kentucky. And I'm excited to end 2019 strong in 2019 with you guys. I believe this episode will be released on the 31st. So those of you that are listening on the 31st, thank you. Uh, And for those of you that are listening in 2020, uh, cheers to a brand new year. Uh, I'm excited to see what 2020 brings. And also 2020 just sounds way better than 2019. Uh, It just, you know, it just rolls right off the tongue. It's way easier to write on a piece of paper. And uh, I've just got really, really good feelings about what 2020 is going to bring. And that's kind of what I want to discuss in this podcast as we finish out 2019 here. Uh, so I, I work with uh, I work with a coach, a business coach. His name is Nate Green. Some of you may know him, some of you may not. Um, he's kind of like the Banksy of fitness. Uh, and if you don't know who Banksy is, that reference won't make much sense. But Banksy is an artist that nobody has ever seen his, well, not many people has ever seen his face. And he's kind of undercover and pops in here and there, puts out some great work, and then goes back into hiding. That's kind of what Nate Green does. Uh, if you want to check out Nate, you can go to his website, nategreen.org, and you'll see that he hasn't posted, I think, since his retrospective of 2018. So, Yeah, but Nate is a great guy, and the reason why I bring him up is because I got this idea from him, Uh, and so this this podcast is going to be my 2019 retrospective and my 2020 action plan, and what a retrospective is, is when you look back on past events uh, to identify what worked and what didn't work. Uh, it helps you celebrate your wins and identify your weaknesses, basically. Uh, and it helps you learn from the past and correct for the future. Uh, so I read I read Nate's and I really, really liked it. And it was just something that I'm always trying to look for new ways to reflect uh, on my past um, and then also plan ahead for the future. And I thought that doing this retrospective and making an action plan for 2020 would would help me do that. Uh, It would help me get ready for 2020, but then also teach you guys a few lessons that I learned in 2019 uh, and my plan of attack basically of how I want to approach that. So I would highly recommend each of you all to take a few minutes to do this yourself after listening to this. I'm going to put this up on my blog as well. If you want to go back and read what I'm about to kind of talk through, I'm not reading word for word the blog post. Um, so it will be different a little bit, but the main bullet points for each one are going to be similar. So with that being said, uh, how we're going to do this personal retrospective is we're going to be focusing on three different questions. The first question is going to be, what's working? 
So what did I do right? And what am I proud of uh, over 2019? The second question, what's not working? So what could be improved? What are my biggest opportunities for growth? And question three is how can I fix what's not working for a better result? So what specific things can I focus on next time? Uh, So that's going to be kind of my plan for going into 2020. Um, All right. So I think with that being said, we can go ahead and jump into question one. So what is working? What did I do right? And what am I proud of? And the first thing that I thought of as I was doing this little experiment was uh, basically thinking about how I was able to go full time with my coaching career. Uh, So I started my online fitness coaching during my junior year in college, which was about four years ago. Uh, And so after getting my bachelor's degree in dietetics, I had to earn about 1400 plus hours of experience through my dietetic internship. And then I had to pass my board exam to become a registered dietitian. Uh, I did coaching on the side during this entire time, but I was never able to put 100% effort into my coaching business. Uh, And so I passed my RD exam in December of 2018. And so this year, 2019, was the first year of going all in uh, on my career. And so it was the first time uh, I was able to see, like literally put to the test, uh, if I had the balls to support myself. And at the end of 2019, I am happy to say uh, yes. So far, uh, I have been able to support myself with my coaching career. So first things first, I went full-time with my career. I, I'm, I am proud of that, and I think uh, that's, that's what I did right. Second thing would be that I'm enjoying myself. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a curveball for some people maybe. Uh, so I've always prided myself on working hard. Uh, it's a it's a controllable variable and it allows me to get ahead of the more talented people who don't necessarily work as hard. Uh, but the thing with working hard is that there comes a point of diminishing returns and there's no reason for me to work harder for the sake of working harder. Uh, and a question that I, I keep coming back and asking myself whenever I'm feeling immense pressure to keep performing above um, above my performance of, of the previous weeks, months, years, etc. Uh, the question that I keep coming back to and asking myself is like, what is it all for? Like, what is all this hard work for? What's the point of all this stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that like I'm succumbing myself to? Like, why, why am I like, I, I'm, I'm not killing it by any means, like I'm not some millionaire or anything like that, but like, I'm, I'm doing okay. I can, I can pay my rent. I can pay my bills. Uh, you know, I can go get a fancy steak dinner with my girlfriend, get a, get a couple glasses of wine or something like that. Uh, like I I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, and plus I'm, I'm also, I'm doing what I love every single day. And so relatively life is good. Like I said, not killing it, not rolling around in private jets or, uh, uh, you know, some Ferrari or something like that, but I've got a roof overhead and, and thing life, life is, life is pretty good. And it took me a while to admit this, but I'm, I'm okay with not being 
the best. Uh, and whatever that means, I'm not, I'm okay with not being the best coach, uh, like not making the most money, not, um, whatever, being the most handsome, having the most followers, uh, et cetera. You know, I don't need to be a millionaire to be happy or to feel successful as a man. Like I'm healthy. My family is healthy. I have meaningful relationships. I live comfortably and I'm doing challenging work. I love that helps other people like me, like I'm enjoying myself. So I, I'm, I'm doing work that I love and I'm helping people, hopefully like you, like the, the people that are listening to this right now, because you guys are my people. And I don't want to put out content that works necessarily for everybody. There's only some people are going to see see my stuff and be be turned off by it. Uh, whatever they're going to think that I'm some white privileged male or uh, just some 26 year old kid who thinks he's whatever got things figured out. I I don't know. Like, and some of it may may be true, you know. But I I just I'm doing what I feel is right. And I am enjoying myself. So I am, I'm proud of that. And I refuse to beat myself up and not fully experience my present moment because I'm not like this guy, or I'm not like this girl, or I'm not like this other dude, uh, or this other coach, or this other influencer, or this other, uh, whatever, Wall Street guy. Um, like, no, like, I, I refuse to beat myself up over that. Uh, like I'm proud of who I am and of also who I'm working to become. And I hope every single one of you listening to this uh, are, are too. Like you should be proud of who you are um, if you are actively taking the steps to become aware of your weaknesses or your faults or whatever. Because I promise every single person listening to this is going to have weaknesses and faults and that's okay because that's what makes us human. That's what makes us relatable to one another. Nobody is perfect, you know, all that bullshit, whatever that people love to talk about. But it's it's cliche because it is true. Uh, I don't have, I know that a lot of people are going through shit and I don't have much time for people who, <sighs> I've got to be careful how I word this because I understand certain circumstances and things. Um, some people in life, man, just get really, fucked with the cards they are dealt. Um, however, I still think that if you have the capability to improve yourself, no matter how small that that is, um, you should be actively trying to do that. You should be proactive with your life. And I don't have any time for people who succumb to the victim mentality, think that the world is against them, think that they are helpless or hopeless, um, or that there is no way out because there is a way out and it comes through bettering yourself no matter how small. Um, yeah, that was a little tangent there, but the main point is that I am enjoying myself on a day-to-day -day basis. I am enjoying myself. So that's one other thing, uh, that I'm proud of over 2019. Uh, another thing is that I made deeper connections in 2019. So this podcast that you're listening to right now has allowed me to have long, uninterrupted, genuine conversations 
with people I look up to and care about. A lot of the people that I have on here, uh, I'll, I'll tell them either on air or off air. I'm just like, hey, one of the main reasons I had I got this podcast was so that I could have an excuse to talk to you um, for 45 minutes to an hour because I look up to you. I admire you. Um, I admire your perspective on life. And this is my way of talking to you about that, how you came uh, to where you are today, your mindset, your story, um, etc. This podcast has allowed me to have those deeper, genuine, uninterrupted conversations with those people. Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, another thing would be that I have amazing online coaching clients who I would be happy to hang out with in real life. And anybody in the service business knows that you're not going to love every single one of your clients. That's just anybody that tells you otherwise is not being honest. Uh, but for the most part, the the message that I put out tends to attract people that are somewhat like me. Um, and, and those people, this could be my own uh, narcissist, narcissism here at play, but I enjoy working with those people that are like me. Um, we get along well, and I would absolutely love to hang out with them uh, in real life. And honestly, some sometimes I do. Sometimes I do meet up with with my clients in real life, um, and it, it we usually hit it off really well. And so that's a really good sign to me. Um, another connection that I made is with friends and family in different places. So I, tra I this during 2019, I was able to travel to New York City, uh, Philadelphia, Chicago. I went to Myrtle Beach with my family. I went to Nashville. I went to Columbus uh, and, and a few other places that I was able to go and whether it was professional um, or informal or with my friends or colleagues uh, or family or whatever, uh, I've, I'm just genuinely happy that I was able to go to these places uh, and meet up with with people that I care about. Uh, I also am very happy that I was able to have a weekend retreat at Red River Gorge. So Red River Gorge is this place in Kentucky. Um, and it's like a, uh, um, what do you call it? It's not like a national park. Uh, but it's just a gorge. So you can go hiking. Uh, you know, there's there's tons of, of trees and trails and things that you can explore. Uh, and it was it was it was great because the friend that invited me is one of my very close friends. Uh, and he invited me and another one of my really close friends that I've and I've been friends with both of them since I was like 10 years old. But he also invited his friends that he went to college with. So he played on a football team in college and he invited some of those guys that I had I had never met, uh, and we all stayed in this little tiny cabin together, basically out out in the wilderness. And this this little tiny cabin we had like I think there was eight of us, so eight grown men in this tiny cabin, uh, and um, I think we had like four bunk beds or something like that. Maybe there was ten of us. I don't know. There was a lot of dudes in a very little tiny space, um, but it was it was such a great time. We all hit it off super well, uh, and honestly, we spent the majority of our time sitting in lawn chairs, uh, drinking, and just talking in a creek. Like we just the creek was um, probably like half a foot high, and we just set up lawn chairs. We were able to chill there. Um, the weather was amazing, and we just talked 
honestly, about everything you could possibly think of. Uh, and it was it was a really, really great, uh, meaningful connection uh, and weekend retreat that um, that was really fun. And I think we're going to keep continuing it every single year. So yeah, that was, that was very cool. Uh, another connection would be with my girlfriend. So me and my girlfriend went through some very high highs and also some very low lows, but I'm confident in saying that we are the closest that we have ever been. Uh, I feel really good about it. I'm still in Lexington and she is in New York City for law school, um, but she's been in over Christmas break. Um, and I think it's a very much needed break for her. Uh, and we've been able to connect a lot, honestly. And it's been, it's been wonderful. Spend time with her, spend time with her family, have her come over and spend time with me and my family. Uh, and it's just been, it's been good all around. Um, two other things on this topic that I'm proud of. And so I was able to buy my parents dinner at a fancy restaurant for the first time ever. I know to some people that's like, okay, whatever big deal. But for me, that was a really cool big boy moment. So whatever, I'm, I'm 26. Uh, I just turned 26 yesterday. And um, yeah, for the first time ever, I was able to get the tab while I, my parents were, were eating. And then I was like, I got to go use the restroom real quick, went over, told the, uh, told the waiter that I was going to cover it and that I'd like to go ahead and pay. Uh, I paid. And then whenever the meal was over and he was about to bring the check, he just said, thank you. Hope you guys have a great night. And whatever they were, they were confused and uh, flabbergasted and they were happily surprised. Uh, and I, I felt great telling them that I was able to, to pick up the bill. Um, a lot of what I do is to repay back my parents for what they've given to me. So even just this very small, um, meal at a fancy restaurant, um, it, it felt really, it felt really good to me. Um, and lastly, I found out that my older brother is going to have a baby. Uh, and I'm going to become a Funkle. So I am going to be the fun uncle of the family. And I am I'm very excited about it. Landon Scott, he is going to be born, um, I think, January 10th. So he's coming very soon. And so, yeah, Funkle Matt is coming to town very, very soon. Um, okay. And lastly, for this first question, I become a huge comedy fan. Uh, so if there's only one thing that you guys take from this podcast and from this retrospective, I want you to make it this. I want you to start and end your day with a laugh. Uh, I've realized that this is something that has really changed my life for the better. And it's just like whenever you wake up and you can even do this while you're getting dressed, while you're eating breakfast, while you're traveling in the car or whatever, it's so easy to because all of these comedians now, they they have podcasts, they have shows, they have whatever, whatever format you can think of, they have it. And all, all they're doing is just shooting shit, just talking about life and things going on in their lives. But they do it in such an entertaining and fun way uh, that you just, you can't help but laugh. And then you get all the comedians together um, and then it just, you know, they just build off on each other. Uh, and it's just, it's really, it's just really, really fun. So yeah, if you can start and end your day with a laugh, I could not recommend it enough. And you guys know, I love being a silly goose. Uh, and so I've realized that I'm down for a silly goose time and that's it. Um, and yeah, you should definitely embrace the Silly Goose lifestyle uh, and just take life a little bit less 
seriously. Uh, and I promise it will, it will really, really do you some good. Uh, so some comedians I wrote down here that you should check out. Uh, in the in the blog post that I'm going to put up, I'm going to link all of their their Instagrams. Um, but some of the some of the comedians, uh, Chris D'Elia is probably my favorite out of all of them. Uh, Bert Kreischer is another one. Brian Cowan is another one. Whitney Cummings, she's also hilarious. Tom Segura, Theo Vaughn, Joe Rogan, and Bill Burr. You should absolutely. Look up all those people. They all have individual podcasts. They all have individual YouTube channels, uh, Instagrams, etc. And they are all hysterical in their own way. So do yourself a favor and look them up. Okay, question two. What's not working? So what could be improved and what are my biggest opportunities for growth? I'm going to take a quick sip, but I want you to to sit on this and I want you to think about it in your own life. So what's not working for you? What could be improved and what are your biggest opportunities for growth as we head into 2020? Uh, Okay. So for me, the biggest thing that was not working for me um, is that I want to stop listening to the supposed to's. I do a, how should I phrase this? There are a few select people that I look up to in life and I have a lot of admiration for them and their ideas and their viewpoints. And this can be a slippery slope because whenever I find somebody that I look up to, I can be very quick to not second guess what they say. Uh, And then I can fall victim to confirmation bias. So for people that don't know, confirmation bias is whenever you, um, it's like, think about like if you're a Democrat and then you only listen to other Democrats and you confirm your biases that you've already had. Uh, So confirmation bias is basically uh, exactly that. And so what I'm trying to do is second guess my role models and anything that... (sighs) Another way of putting this, what I what I do is whenever I see somebody that I look up to and how they live their life, I I relate to them in many ways, but also what I do is I think that I'm supposed to live the way that they live or do the things that they do because I think they're a good person, so me doing those things are is going to make me a good person as well, or it's going to make me cool, or it's going to give me the image of whatever those people have. Um, and, and I can, I'm very quick to fall victim to that because I am, I am, I filter out people quickly, I guess. Um, but people that I look up to, like I said, once I, once they get past that initial filter, I'm like, okay, whatever they say is like, I don't have to really second guess it. And for the most part, you know, 95% of, 95% of the time, this typically works out. But for, for other things, um, what I don't want to do is just be copies of other people. I like to take certain attributes from people that I look up to and become like a, uh, basically like a transformer of all the different people that I look up to. Um, and I want to mold myself from all of those different viewpoints and ideas and um, uh, whatever, morals and, and things like that to become my own person. But what I want to, 
what I think a big opportunity for growth for me in going into 2020 um, is to basically just be more me. And I know that sounds really weird to say, but but I'm trying to make sure that I'm not just becoming a clone of someone else because what worked for them and how they live their life may not necessarily work for me. There can be certain qualities and characteristics of people, don't get me wrong, that are that are are good to um, mirror, basically, but I don't want to just become a clone and not have any uh, quote-unquote original ideas for myself. I... Like I said, I am I'm proud of of who I am, and I think that for me, um, as a coach and as a person, um, and for my business, whatever you know, like personal brand type stuff, like it's the cliche of like there's, a, uh, uh, what is it like everybody out there is already taken, so like just be you or whatever. Um, but I think the way that you succeed, especially in a saturated business like fitness or something whenever there's so many different personalities it's like like i said in the beginning i'm not going to be the smartest or the most handsome or have the most followers or have the most money um or be the most jacked uh etc whatever but like what i am going to be able to do is be the most matt mcleod i'm going to be able to be the most me and that's what makes me special um not in like a special snowflake type of way, but there, there's no one else out there that that sees the world through my lens except me. So in 2020, uh, I'm really trying to step into that and not listen to all the things that I think that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a big one. Uh, another big one is um, I want to be better with my planning. Um, and organization overall on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and, and I think this, I think everyone could probably agree. Uh, I want to have less distraction, uh, whether this comes from scrolling on Instagram or mine could be my, my pitfall is like pro- productive procrastination. Um, so like reading or, uh, um, listening to a podcast or, cleaning or, or something like that. So productive procrastination is whenever you know you should be doing something else, but you have all these other little things that technically are quote unquote productive, but it's not the most important thing that you need to be doing at that given moment. So what I'm trying to do is have better planning on a daily basis with less distraction. Uh, and moving into question three here is how can I fix what's not working for a better result? So what specific things can I focus on uh, in the future to combat everything that I just talked about in question two? Uh, And I think first off, my first action step is going to be before doing anything, I want to ask myself, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or because I think I'm supposed to want to do X, Y, and Z. Does what I'm about to do, does it actually excite me? Or does the idea of it excite me? And I hope this this makes sense to you guys. And I think for some of you, it'll, it'll really click. Um, but it's like we have all these 
um, expectations that we put upon ourselves, but we often don't actually take a step back and question those expectations in the first place. We can go through the motions and be like, oh yeah, a cool person does this, or a nice person does this, or a smart person does this. Well, we never take a step back and it's like, does that, is that what I want to do? Like, like I said, I want to be more me. So I'm, I'm really trying to question my own bullshit. And these aren't even necessarily like bad things or anything. These could be positive things that, that, that I think I should want to do. So an example, this one's not necessarily for me, but for other people. So like reading, for example, you hear people like, uh, you know, my girlfriend is a good example. She loves to read about law and, and things that she's interested in, but the quote unquote, like self-help books and like the business books or whatever that I like to read, like she hates reading those. So someone like her may like hear, okay, you're supposed to read like smart people read more books on average than the the average person or whatever. And so it's like, if she just reads because she thinks that's what smart people do, but she doesn't actually enjoy it. Well, then she's wasting her time because that's not like the only way to, to acquire knowledge. Um, it's like, so, so that, that would be one example that I'm talking about. There's certain things, or even like, even, um, one thing, one thing, here's one thing. So I like to, I like to drink alcohol on occasion. Um, it's my, it's a little treat for me. Uh, I like to drink bourbon and whiskey. I'm from Kentucky. We have the best bourbon in the world. Um, and drinking bourbon straight or just bourbon. So bur- bourbon, like neat, which is without ice or anything. Um, uh, it's not chilled, whatever. You just pour the bourbon into a glass, uh, or having whiskey on the rocks or bourbon on the rocks. I can do that with really good bourbon, like really quality bourbon, like some Blanton's or something like that. This is like hundred dollar bourbon or something like that. But I like the, I, I think it's cool. And you know, what's funny is Nate, uh, the, my, my business mentor, he is the guy who I see, I see him. He likes drinking his whiskey neat. He likes drinking his bourbon neat. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's cool, man. Like, I just, I like the dude who's like, nah, I don't need any ice. I don't need any mixers. I don't need anything. Just give me the fucking bourbon in the glass and I'm going to drink it like a man. And, and I am not to that point yet, but I want to be. So, so what I'm saying, something just as minute as that. And I, I thought that because I'm looking currently at the entire uh, bourbon bar I have in front of me at my parents' house. And that's what made me think of it because oftentimes I try and I, I, I like to mix my bourbon uh, with a Diet Coke, not tons of Diet Coke, but just a little bit of Diet Coke. But if you talk to a, a um, whatever, a bourbon connoisseur and you're like, oh yeah, I'm mixing this $100 Blanton's with some Diet Coke, they're going to be like, dude, what what are you do? That's like sacrilegious. Like you cannot do that. And for the most part, I can drink Blanton's just with some ice. But like, if I'm going to sit here and try and look you in the face and just pour Blanton's into a glass, like warm bourbon, uh, and say that I enjoy doing that, I would be lying. And so like, I can't, I, but I want to be the type of guy that enjoys that. Okay. No, no, no. This is, this is good because now I'm thinking about more and it it comes back to the thing that a guy's guy or a manly man is supposed to do. Uh, females, 
you're, you're probably still going to get this in, in your own sense, but I think guys will will really understand this. I really want to be, um, and I think for the most part, I am a, a quote unquote guys guy, like in the sense that I am comfortable talking about anything with anyone. Um, but whenever it comes to certain things like sports, for example, guys pride themselves on knowing about sports. Me, on the other hand, don't get me wrong. I like sports. I played football growing up, um, uh, high school, everything. I, I love sports. However, if I'm going to sit here and try and shoot the shit with you about who the um, starting 11 is for the Philadelphia Eagles or for any NFL football team or something like that, or even for Kentucky's team. So I'm from Kentucky and I do I I like watching Kentucky basketball, but if I'm going to sit here and say that I can name every single person on the starting five for, for Kentucky right now, I can't do that. But I want to be the guy that can do that. But then I take a step back and I'm like, why the fuck do I care who the starting five is for this basketball team that has nothing to do with me besides the fact that I went to school there at one point in my life? It's like, I want to be the type of guy that can can shoot the shit with with people about that. And honestly, I follow enough thing like ESPN and shit on Sports Center and just catch things um, for my friends who are really big into sports. And I can I can I, I know enough to 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 talk surface level sports with most guys that I that I come into contact with. Um, but I don't know why it makes me feel bad or lesser than whenever I don't know about certain things that I think a man should know about. Um, yeah. So if any guy can relate with this, please send me an email, send me a DM or something. Like if there's some topic that you're like, oh man, I wish I knew more about that, but I just genuinely do not give a fuck. Um, definitely let me know. Or, or females, like, please let me know if there's something like this that you think, like cooking or something like, okay, this is very stereotypical, I guess. But for for females, thinking that you need to know how to cook or something like that, and you don't know how to cook, and you have no aspirations to learn how to cook. I think that that's completely okay. But society tells you, you should care about doing that. Um, so yeah, if there's anything like that, and if you have these insecurities as well, uh, definitely let me know. Okay. Um, so yeah, to recap real quick, the action step number one is before doing anything, ask myself, am I doing this because I want to do it or because I think I'm supposed to want to do it? Uh, this is, this is how I'm going to combat that. All right. Action step number two. And I do this sometimes, but I need to do, I need to be more, I need to be more consistent with it. So action step number two, Write down my three most important things to do for the next day. What I what happens with me often is that I will I will write down my tasks maybe for the day, like the morning of, and so I'll think about all these things I need to get done, um, and I'll and I'll write them down and and immediately just get started on them. Uh, but I don't do that every day. And also what happens is I end up writing down a bunch of tasks and then I'll just start doing whatever the most convenient first one is. Uh, so it's not the most important thing to do, uh, but I just want to go ahead and get it done anyway because I'm like, oh, it's real quick. This will this will take uh, whatever, this will take three minutes and I'll get it done and then I can move on to the next. Sometimes that's okay, but oftentimes, another, other times what it does is 
uh, I'll do that. And then after I get that done, I can think that I need to reward myself by doing whatever, something else nonchalant. Even, like I said, productive procrastination, uh, going for a walk, reading something, maybe even just like scrolling on Instagram and answering DMs or something like that. Uh, just these little shallow tasks that I should save for later on in the day. Uh, so if I write them down, the three most important things I need to do for the next day, if I do that the night before, I'm going to wake up feeling much less stressed. And I already know the most important things that I need to do for that day are. Um, and also I have a really, I have a really hard problem, um, shutting off at nighttime. And I don't feel as satisfied with my day whenever I get, for example, a bunch of those shallow tasks done. And then I still have some of the deeper tasks, the more important tasks. Uh, I still need to finish those. So it's like, I got, I I've been working all day, but I've been busy, but have I really been productive? I think that is that is the key here. And so I'm wanting to what I'm wanting to do is make sure I get that important shit done first so that if I get to the more shallow things, I I get to them later. Um, that's okay. But if I don't, that's okay too. I just want to be able to shut off my laptop at five or six or whatever the hell time it is, whatever time I get done, and then I want to be done. And then I don't want to worry about it at all. Um the next day or, or the, the, the rest of the night. Um, and I think that doing this, right, making sure that I write down the three most important things to do for the next day, I think if I can do that, I think it's really going to um, combat that. And if you want to look into this more, um, a book that I've actually read multiple times, and I, I have to go back and reread it to implement the things, and this is one of the things, um, but Deep Work by Cal Newport is a great example if you want to explore more into um, the productivity side of things whenever it comes to your workday. Um, okay, last but not least, my action step number three is that I want to... Uh, I want to keep a running task list. This also has to do with productivity, um, but I want to keep a running task list and also a thoughts list. So I'm going to have a piece of paper. I have my my journal, whatever, my notebook, um, and I want to divide one half of the paper into task list and task list, and I want to divide the other half into thoughts. And what I mean by this is with a task list, this isn't necessarily the three most important things that I need to get done for the next day. This is just shit that is going on in my head, in my monkey mind all day long. And then if it's a task that I know I need to complete at some point, I'm just going to write it down. This isn't, like I said, in order of importance, this is just like laundry. I'm writing down laundry, um, uh, whatever, put air in my tire, but I, I got to write that down or send John an e send John a podcast email or whatever. If there's anything that comes up in my mind, um, I'm going to put that down on the task list so that I can delegate that um, at another point in time. I can run through it and see what if that will fall into the three most important things that I need to do um, the next day. And then the other half, I'm just going to have thoughts. And this is just for, because what also happens in my little monkey mind is that I'll have thoughts or ideas about work, about life, about um, 
my girlfriend or going to get groceries or a meal or something or, or the gym or whatever. And what I'll do is I'll think it and I'll know that it's important, but then I don't write it down. And then later on I forget. So in the thoughts column, that's where all your, um, that's where all your thoughts go. Anything, anything that you think is important that you don't want to forget later on, that's what that column is for. So on the left, I'm going to have task list where I'm going to put any tasks. It's just going to be a running task list and I'll, I'll mark them off uh, whenever I get them done or I'll convert them over to the three most important things that I need to do for the next day. Um, and then the other half is just going to be thoughts where I can ramble on uh, about just about anything. Um, but I think a combination of those two will really, it'll be simple enough that I'll actually do it. Um, and it'll be strategic enough that I will um, be able to be more effective and more efficient with my day. Um, so yeah, I think, I think those three action steps, I don't want to do more than that. There's probably more that I could think of easily, but based off of what I answered in questions one and two, I think those are what I'm going to tackle as I head into 2020. Um, all right. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you so much for listening all of 2019. I really, really, really appreciate it. I've had tons of fun interviewing all the guests um, and, and doing these podcasts. It's something that I am going to be focusing heavily, heavily on in 2020. I'm going to do a bunch of cool shit. I'm going to have more solo podcasts. I'm, I'm going to have little um, tips uh, each week. I'm going to be putting out more content on the podcast. It's not just going to be a once a week interview or solo podcast. I'm going to be doing little like seven to 10 minute tips. I'm going to be interviewing a few of my clients and just like legit, uh, and, and possibly potential clients. Um, uh, so if you're out there and you, you may think that you want to be a potential working with me as a client, uh, let me know. And maybe I can bring you on to the podcast. And basically what I'm going to do is you're going to tell me you're, we're going to have a legit one-on-one -on -one consultation and I'm just going to be videoing it and doing the podcast at the same time so that I can provide value to you, but then also to everyone else, because there's going to be other people that had the exact same problems that you do, uh, and they're trying to figure it out themselves. So I can provide value and kill multiple birds with one stone. Uh, and I'm also going to try and get on YouTube. I'm going to try and video, uh, especially the solo podcast. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do the guests because, um, Whatever. There's a few technical things that I've got to figure out, but I will absolutely um, be getting that out as well. So I'll be more active on YouTube, um, doing more podcasts, uh, my email list, and the blog posts. Yeah. So I'm going to be putting more stuff actually up on my website as well. And 2020 is going to be a great year for me and for all of you listening. So I think that's about it. I think it's time for dinner. I'm going to go get some grub. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time.